If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you'll discover top resources for selling strategies, powerful tips, and best practices to open your mind and performance to the next level. You can double your sales too. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hey everybody, welcome back. Today, we have Amy Evans as she talks optimizing networking for exponential success. I'm so excited to have her here today. She has such a cool background and we've kind of ended up in each other's worlds um, because a mutual connection of ours, Julianne. So I just want to say, Amy, hello, and welcome to the Double Your Sales Now show. Good morning. I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. We have so many things that I know we can talk about today. We could go forever, but we're really going to dive in to that area of networking dispel some myths, and you're gonna talk about how you've used it to grow really two organizations and how you help your clients today. So I'm excited to have this conversation. I don't think there's, there's not a better time to do this than right now. So excited. So for all of you who are listening, here's the thing. You're gonna to wanna to take some notes just like huge and make sure you have a pen and paper ready to go because I want you to remember and I want you to be able to implement some of these things right away. Also, really quickly, if you haven't gone to salescoachnow.com forward slash giveaway, when you give us a review on iTunes and then you come back to that website, salescoachnow.com forward slash giveaway, we have some really cool gifts for you. So thank you for leaving a review and we're excited to send you some gifts right now. Also, we have other free gifts for you. If you go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift, you get our six secrets to doubling your sales now. It's a PDF, you can download it, it's free, it's our gift for you. It's to help you get through what's going on in the world right now. So definitely go and grab it. Also, my calendar is filling up in crazy amazing ways and we want that to happen for you too. So a lot of events that we thought we were going to do in person are now in person through Zoom. So if you have a sales training event coming up or a conference that you want me to come and join you there via Zoom, I'd love to do that. Tons of that happening right now. In fact, I have one day left on my calendar in the month of May, which just blows my mind. And we want, we're, help, we're seeing our clients having our best months yet, and we wanna see you have your best month yet too. So let us know if we can come out and play. Finally, if you haven't been to Virtual Sales Camp yet, this is your opportunity. We have had such a demand for Virtual Sales Camp classes that we just added, added a third one in May and then a third one in June, and we're figuring out if we need to add more. So 
if you want to come and play, you get a very, very, very special disaster relief recovery price right now. And just email us at contact at salescoachnow.com and my team will get you all set up. What we're hearing from our clients who go through those two days is that they come out on the other side, ready to sell again, ready to let the guild go and ready to have some of their best months yet in business as they go out and serve their clients. So if you want to have that kind of mindset shift and have a plan to move forward, come and play with us. All right, with that, it is my pleasure to introduce Amy Evans. Amy and I are hanging out today. She's got a cup of tea. I have a cup of coffee in one of my favorite mugs. This is my happy place. Yeah, cheers. And Amy is an entrepreneur who is passionate about helping women step into their power and their agency in business and relationships. She's the founder of Align Women, which I'm now a member of, which is really awesome, a leadership and networking organization for professional women. She is also the president, oh, I hope I say this correctly, Calibri, yes, Calibri Insurance, I nailed it, services, a boutique insurance agency that simplifies employee benefits for employers in Southern California. She's my sister in SoCal. She's an enthusiastic speaker and social media user, and you can find her engaging regularly on a variety of topics, including legislative issues, agency management, social media strategies, women's issues, empowerment, communication, relationships, and I'm sure much, much more. So Amy, excited you're here. I want to start this morning with just hearing your story. I want to hear about Calibri Insurance Agency, how you decided to grow that, and then how you branched off into and added Align Women to your organization, which I think has almost 800 members now. So tell us a little bit about your story. Okay. I will, I will take you from A to here. Awesome. Um, started in sales in uh, junior high. <laughs> I was one of those people who bought the boxes of blow pops from Smart and Final and then sold the blow pops for a quarter each. In junior I love high. it. Um, I had to do uh, some digging to figure out when my sales career started because I didn't know I was a salesperson for a long time. Uh, I worked administrative jobs in uh, my 20s and then helped uh, a then boyfriend, eventually fiance, eventually ex, uh, start a company that did online marketing and chat rooms and message boards in the year 2000 when that was a brand new thing and companies weren't sure if they wanted to invest in that kind of unusual marketing. And in the process of growing the company, we landed some clients uh, like the city of Las Vegas and uh, Isuzu um, and flew to Atlanta and sold Coca-Cola. And I still didn't realize I was a salesperson until I left that company and started looking for my next, uh, my next career. And it occurred to me that if I could put a proposal together, fly to Atlanta, sell Coca-Cola on an untried marketing tactic that, that probably sales was the, a, a good place for me to look. I fell into insurance like so many people do. Um, wanted to work for a company that had good marketing and branding because I come from that world, uh, but wanted a lot of freedom to work for myself because I had also done that and knew that I was um, at that point probably totally unemployable uh, and needed to run my own, run my own business. Um, worked for an insurance carrier for 10 years, um, committed to that 10 years almost solely because they had a, a, a commission renewal vesting schedule and I vested 100% after 10 years and I was not going to leave before that. Uh, I was ready to leave after about eight, but I stayed for 10. Uh, and then 
uh, knew that I wanted to become a health insurance broker uh, from that place because the conversations that brokers were having with employers uh, were, were bigger, more impactful, uh, had more money attached to them. And there was a, a sort of a longer term, larger uh, opportunity to build there. So I went to work for a national insurance agency for two and a half years to learn the ropes, to learn the back end of, of how being an insurance broker worked. And after two and a half years, I left to start my own agency and that's Calibri Insurance Services. And in June, which is just coming up, it'll be the fifth anniversary of Calibri. So I've been running my own agency for five years. Congratulations. That's Thank awesome. You. So that's the Calibri piece and yeah. then the Align Women piece layers on top of that because with all of that sales experience, and now I've been in, in some sales role for about 20 years in Los Angeles, I tried every version of networking uh, that has been available to me in a, in a large city with lots of large organizations. So I've been members of chambers of commerce. I've been members of of regional legislative advocacy groups. I've been a member of uh, a very high-end paid professional networking group. Uh, I've put my own groups together um, and I've been continually frustrated that, that, the, that all of those organizations seem to require some version of a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money with very little results. And I decided at the beginning of last year that instead of continuing to bang my head against a wall, trying to get something out of an organization that wasn't giving me what I wanted, I was going to build my own, which is a very entrepreneurial way to do things. I, I right. can't find what I want. I can't find what I want. I can't find what I want. I, I guess I need to build it. So I started Align Women last year as, uh, as a mastermind for myself where I could build my dream team of networking partners and we could engage with each other in a, a very intentional way. It's where the idea of networking with intention came from. That's our Align Women tagline. And uh, I believed that by engaging very intentionally with a, a dream team of women who were aligned in their desire to grow their revenue, which is important, in, their, uh, in the type of services that they offered, which meant that we were all having similar conversations with our clients in the types of clients that we talked to. And for me, it's small and medium businesses. Uh, and in the, in the same geography, which was important so that we could take each other out to meet each other's clients. If all of those pieces were aligned, the revenue would come. And we started generating referrals for each other that resulted in revenue three months into our 12 month mastermind and continue to do so. And we've now achieved something, I haven't even come up with a word for yet, uh, where we have clients that four of us in the mastermind are all working on. Wow. Because we're so aligned in terms of what we're doing that the services and products that we're offering are valuable to all of our clients. And uh, when, when we had the first double, that was exciting. When we had the first triple, that was even more exciting. And then when we got to a quadruple, I, I lost my mind. 
so Align Women was built to benefit me and my insurance agency and give me a better way to network and also all the women in the mastermind. From that, it has grown to a Facebook community with about 800 members, an Align Women podcast, um, and I've now launched the next cycle of the masterminds, uh, and I'm doing two, a business to business and a business to consumer that start in June. That's awesome. Well, congratulations, and thank you for sharing that story. And I think everyone who's listening now knows why we're connected, because their tagline uh, at Align Women, Amy's tagline at Align Women, her community is networking with intention. And I wrote the book Selling with Intention. And we used to do events called Networking with Intention back in the day, actually in California, because we just love that word. And okay, there's so many things that we're going to talk about today. We're going to blow, we're going to blow the walls off what networking is and isn't because I and I, I don't know how many networking events I've been to where the first thing the leadership says is that no one should be selling today, and that gives me heartburn because we're always selling. We're going to get to that though. Like, I don't want to get too far ahead because we're going to dig into that. I want to take you back though. When you first, this is our listeners love to hear about your struggles because obviously you've kept going. Now you've had an insurance agency for five years. Now you um, also, you know, launched a networking community mastermind that has over almost 800 members in it. Go back though. Not even the pops, not even the, um, the lollipops though, because <laughs> When we, when we don't know we're salespeople, we can't get in our own way. But was there a moment where, I don't know, someone called you a salesperson or you realized you were in selling in some way, shape or form and you had any limiting beliefs around it or did you hit any plateaus that you've had to break through? Share us a little bit, a little bit about like just your, just your sales journey. Like what were the blocks you had and how'd you get through them? That's a, I, I love that question. And I, and I'm probably going to um, riff on that a little by telling you that, that one of the biggest blocks I have, I, I articulated for the first time yesterday. So, so I was, I was today years old when I found a limiting belief about sales. Um, and I will, I will share that with you. Um, so because I fell into sales at, leaving the blow pops behind really when, when I was running that, uh, that marketing agency, um, it, it, selling the product was a natural result of developing the product. So someone had a really good idea. We had to figure out how to actually build it and create a, create a, a deliverable. And then once we had the process, we said, this is really cool. Who could use this? And it never occurred to me that that was sales. When I went into insurance, I always approached what I did as education, not as sales. And that allowed me to thrive in a sales role in a way that, um, that, that bypassed a lot of those limiting beliefs because I got to, I got to teach people what, I, what the product was about. Uh, if they felt like it was valuable to them, they bought from me. And if they didn't feel like it was valuable to them, they didn't. And I was in an industry where I was selling volume. I was selling not big insurance policies, but very small insurance policies that people paid for through their paychecks. And I had to sell a lot in order to, to pay my bills. And so it really was about getting in front of as many people as possible with a, a, a compelling and concise explanation in order to get their attention. And typically I had to do that. If you've ever been 
if you've ever worked for a company that's had open enrollment meetings about their, their employee benefits, they're, they're usually after lunch, they're, they're an hour and a half, which is an hour and 25 minutes too long. And, <laughs> and there are like 12 people that you don't know and have never seen before yapping at you about different insurance products. I was the 12th one at the end of the hour and a half who had to stand up and sing for my supper and get people's attention to buy these little tiny insurance policies at volume in order to be successful. Um, it was the perfect fit for me. And I didn't have, I didn't have the opportunity. I didn't have the luxury to have any limiting beliefs get in my way, or I wouldn't have been able to survive. The limiting beliefs that I have, uh, that I have had to tackle lately. Uh, and I was just having a conversation with my husband about this yesterday. Um, is that I feel compelled to explain rather than to lead with the benefits and the value of what I'm selling. So I feel compelled to give this long, detailed, bullet pointed, I'm probably doing it right now, explanation of, of why I think someone should conclude the same thing I've concluded in order to purchase the thing that I am offering. And I think that is a, I'm gonna say, I think that's a female trait. I think that we, we like to get people to, to sort of come to an agreement with us about what we have to offer. Uh, and, and explaining that is a way to get them to do that, as opposed to leading with my energy and leading with my enthusiasm and leading with the positives and then providing the information on the back end if that's what people want. So that's still a challenge. That's a yesterday thing. That's when I, I finally articulated yesterday and went, I think I do that too much. And, mm -hmm. and I, I, need to learn, I need to learn to flip it around. Yeah, well, so here's what I wanna say. Like selling is a skill and it changes as the times change. Like I feel like we're in a different time with the pandemic right now. So it's shifted a lot of the way people are selling, but it hasn't shifted the core components of selling. So it has shifted the tone. It has shifted how we show up. It has shifted how we help, but there's still core components. And I appreciate your vulnerability in sharing that because we all have stuff that comes up. I mean, I do this for a living and there's different things that pop up all the time that we're constantly working on because it's a skill set. Now, here's what's interesting about what, what you shared, given how much success you've had, is clearly, even though this is popping up, it's a good example of even when we have some resistance or we have a block, it's not a block that has to stop us. So a lot of times, like in business, we think we have, when there's a limiting belief for some people, it can just get them so paralyzed. And I want people to notice how you can, you can, you can run parallel to a limiting belief and still succeed. Does that make sense? For and, sure. And it can start to fall away no matter what. So whatever, like what you're talking about, obviously is it a big thing? Might feel like it right now, but it's not huge or you wouldn't have gotten where you are right now, right? So here's what I'm curious about. Cause this, this, well, it could be a female thing. I think it's also, um, it could be a sign of the times as well, where I think as sales professionals and business people, we're really in caretaking mode where we tend to, explain more, give more information. We really slow down, which there's a lot of benefit to that. The flip side is, here's what I'm wondering. And I'm just checking in on, do you want to play with this for a second? Sure. Okay. Cause I think this is gonna be great for everyone who's listening to. Um, 
how many open-ended questions do you ask on the front end of your sales conversations? Uh, a lot. I ask a lot of open-ended questions. Uh, that's a skill that I've developed. Um, that's a skill that I've developed well. Okay. Um, what I would, as I'm thinking, as you're talking, what I would throw out there, which is, which is digging down to one other level is I, I think that I hide my visibility behind expertise. So I'll put expertise up front. Um, but, but really being, being in a leadership role, being visible with my energy is something that I am still getting comfortable with. And it's taken people that I respect, including Julianne Stittick, who, who's the reason that you and I know each other to say, people connect with your energy first. Mm -hmm. Don't hide behind writing really technical articles and don't, don't hide behind, you know, well-written social media posts, roll a video, get your face out there, put your enthusiasm out there. That's what people connect with first. And that's been, that's been a lifelong lesson that I am still getting, getting used to. And so I think the reason that I find that process limiting is, is because I'm, I'm keeping the energy back and I'm trying to, I'm trying to lead with expertise and I don't, especially on video, you know, I think that's another thing, especially on video. I think you have to push the energy a little bit harder to, 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 to have people feel it, right? You've got another layer of stuff to get through. If I walk in a room, people feel my energy when I'm with them, but on video, I've got to push the energy a little bit harder to sort of feel seen and heard. And, and so I, I think it's an important thing for me to, to chew on. Yeah. And also, yeah, it's different. Like when you're on video versus in front of people, what I've had to find is like, think of the infinity symbol to feel the flow of the energy. So to let the energy come back as much as you're giving it, because then you're making that connection. And, you know, going back to what you were saying before, owning your expertise has a certain energy to it. And then that's true. It definitely pulls back on the need to feel like I have to explain, 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 because really what your prospects want you to do is you know, ask them some questions, open-ended questions, gather all the information, make recommendations, and simply ask what's going to work for you, right? And so I think we can, we, you're, it's a great point of like how we get in our own way when we feel like we have to explain. And you're saying by pulling back on the energy, owning the expertise, offering next steps, it, it gives it that, this kind of flow. So I think that's a, that's a thank you for sharing that. And I think it, it brings credence to you know, that this is a sales process. Every client's a little different. Every sale is not going to go the same. And one of the things we do at sales camp is really reverse engineer people's questions. So we reverse engineer the open-ended questions. So it kind of, basically what will happen is they'll, someone will basically start to understand those bullet points you're talking about before you have to explain them. So that might be a helpful thing to kind of play with is just you know, even I'm sure like you're an expert, you probably automatically have these questions you ask over and over again, might be worth it just to go back, maybe to tweak a couple to make that process even easier. And for our listeners, like look at your open ended questions, because when you have um, powerful open ended questions, a lot of times you could ask just two or three, allow your prospect to share, and then you know where to direct the sale. And then to Amy's point, like 
owning that expertise to give suggestions to help them take the next step. Because I know when I talk to people in the insurance space who support me, it's like, you're the expert. Like, I feel, I feel like I have no, like, I feel so clueless. It's like, just show me the boxes. What's the best? Tell me what's the best. What do I need? Um, help me. So they like just owning that. So anything else you want to share on that point? Oh my goodness. Um, I want to go to sales camp. And, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really what we're talking about is kind of the, the, the evolution of, you know, what, what's the, and I'm sure you, you talk to people about this in sales camp. Um, in the, the beginning, you know, a salesperson's beginning is, is, is word vomit, right? Like they learn everything out of the manual and then they get somebody who says, sure, I'll listen. Then and all of a sudden, blah. and the evolution is to get them to talk and give you their needs so that you can then place the things that you know will solve their problems in their yes. language, in, in their laps, so that working with you is an obvious conclusion. And well, one of the things, oh. Yeah, I want to add, yes, you just nailed it. And, and that keeps the prospect at choice and in control. Because you want you know, your clients, your prospects to feel in control. And really, our job is to consult with them so they can make an educated decision. And there's times when their educated decision is no, not now, not a fit, or who can you refer me to? And that's okay too. Like We just want to make sure, like you know you've, you've been successful in a sales conversation as long as you've helped someone make a decision. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. Where did you want to go next? And then I have more questions because we got to we got to talk about networking too. Oh my gosh, we we, we could talk about so much. Um, one of the things I love about salespeople, um, and I will include you in the, in this in this list, is that that we're constantly focused on personal development because we know that there's a direct correlation between getting out of our own way and making more sales, and so things like sales camp are, are so helpful for that. And there really is no, no point, no matter how, how successful and, and developed you are in your sales career, there's no point at which a good salesperson will say, I don't need more, more tools, more tips, a different perspective. And um, I think it's so important to have your voice, your voice Ursula in that conversation, because there are not that many female sales leaders that I come across. And I think that it is so important to have a, a woman's voice in that arena to demonstrate how to take these tools and use them uh, in a way that other women can see and go, oh, that feels comfortable to me. Oh, I, I could do that. Oh, I can see how that would be successful and useful. So I, I am so glad that you are here and doing this and sharing this because I think it's so important. Thank you. I do. I do hear that a lot. And it's interesting. We have, we don't just have women clients who come through. We have men as well who appreciate the different perspective. I remember back in the day when I went to find sales books, I couldn't find any just by women. I think there's some more today, but if you go to a regular bookstore, I miss walking into a bookstore right now. If you go to a regular bookstore, remember bookstores. Yeah. You're, it's, you're hard pressed to find women having this conversation. So I agree with you. And I think it's so important. And I think your, your strength in the space is bringing so many great people to align women to have the conversations that we all need to be having right now about sales, money, business growth, networking, and being willing to put ourselves out there like Julianne, like really being visible as leaders right now. So on that note, okay, I want to, let's just dive into networking. I want to make sure we have time for this because 
you know, you're a networking, um, you're an expert in networking for exponential success, which, you know, is networking, touching selling, touching relationships, touching referrals, like all of that works together. So what are two to three things that you share with your community or your clients in the area of networking that really works? And I, I also want you to touch on some of the myths and also if you're seeing, like how, is, how has networking changed since the pandemic? Oh my goodness, that's a lot. That's I know. A, I'll go, I've written them down. So. Keep, me, keep me on track if I don't I touch on one of the questions that you asked. Yeah. Um, so, oh my goodness, my head is spinning. Um, I, for me, if networking is not about revenue generation, I don't know what you're doing. It's, it's, it's the, it's, it's an activity I engage in in order to build my business. And as a, a solopreneur, so I don't have employees. I am the only person doing what I'm doing. I am, I am the sales and I am the service. My time is my most valuable resource. So when I'm looking at engaging in anything, I have to be very conscious of, of what, the, what the result is going to be. And I talked earlier about having been involved in a lot of different organizations in my sales career um, who's, and the purpose of my involvement in those organizations was to build my business. What I, what I find looking back is that the purpose of those organizations wasn't always, wasn't ever really to build my business. The purpose of those organizations were a lot of other things. And I think people use the term networking really broadly to, to refer to organizations that have lots of different primary purposes. Mm -hmm. So there are organizations that are, um, that, that focus on a, a particular industry and they have networking events where you're with a bunch of other people who do what you do. And I, I absolutely believe there's value in that. That doesn't for me build my business. That's not a revenue generating activity. There are organizations whose primary purpose is, is lobbying or advocating for a particular uh, industry or region. Uh, again, the primary purpose of that is not to build my business. There are, there are uh, masterminds around uh, a common experience like, like the, the Sheryl Sandberg lean-in groups for women, uh, which are wonderful and, and have book studies and have a supportive element to them. Um, but again, the primary purpose of that isn't to, to build revenue. And I think it's really important to be cognizant of the, the kinds of organizations that you are a member of and whether or not the conversations are focused on how to build your business. And even in the high end paid organization that I was in, um, the, the best that it could offer and I'm going to use a phrase that someone lent to me and I, I adore it was, was what, what he called pitch and pray networking, which is show up in a room of 25 or 30 people who's really there. The commonality is only that they all paid the same amount of money to be a member of the same organization and get 30 to 60 seconds to pitch what you do. And maybe people understand it and maybe people don't. 
and then pray that someone remembers what you do when they have a client or they need the, the product or service that you offer. And I just didn't find that that was a, a successful way to build my business. So what I wanted was to walk into a room that was full of my dream team of referral partners, people who were having the same kinds of conversations with the same kinds of clients that I wanted to do business with, who could easily at any client meeting bring me along or I could bring them along and say, oh, by the way, how's your retirement plan or how's your, your payroll or how's your uh, employee handbook or how's your IT? And those are all things that are, are very easy conversations to transition into from an employee benefits conversation, which is what I do. Um, and, and so my first tip would be really analyze the networking that you're doing and and ask real hard questions about whether or not the people you're networking with are people you would consider your dream team and are focused on building their revenue and helping you build your revenue. Because I think a lot of these organizations veer more towards social and not towards business growth. And I, I, I'm in it for business growth. The social comes as a result of finding people in those organizations that I like to do business with, but I'm primarily focused on the revenue piece. And I think that, that most networking organizations aren't and most women aren't mm -hmm. when, they're, when they're networking together. And, and I, I, I think it's really important to keep the focus on that. So that, that would be my first tip. Awesome. Cool. So I agree, like it's, it's so important to have networking groups that make sense for you. And there's a time and place for every group. You just have to be clear on if you're going to spend a lot of time in a group. I, I was always a person, probably you too, that, you know, I would give so many leads, but those leads didn't always flow back to me, which was okay. But I would, I'd win all these contests for giving so much business, but I didn't know how to ask for it back. So that's a skill that you develop. Um, and I'm hoping you're going to talk a little bit about how to develop a referral relationship where someone knows how to refer business back to you. So it's worth your time. Cause I think that's a skill that's missing, but definitely for everyone who's listening, like take time to analyze who are the groups that I'm in right now. Is it okay to do business or am I just there for the social reasons, which is great too. Or like you said, like there's some associations that we join because they're professional organizations and it's a network, but we don't necessarily grow our business from that. Although we could in, in some different ways. So where do you, do you want to talk about that next or how do we maximize networking or optimize networking, right? Um, for exponential success in groups. So let me tell you about what, what I've done with, uh, with the Align Women masterminds and, and, and tie together how all these pieces really create exponential success with networking. Um, my recommendation would be get really clear on who your dream team is and focus on building that. I, I believe in quality over quantity. So when I was running into a wall with that organization I was a member of, I was talking to people who had much more experience in that organization than I did to get their recommendations about how to, how to find more success. And the consistent response was go to more meetings and get more business cards. And that just didn't sit right with me. It didn't feel right because my response was, 
I've already met all the people I want to do business with. I have right. good relationships with them. They, I've been to their homes. They've been to my homes. We've been social together. I know who the people are. I'm just not, the relationship isn't producing the results that I want it to produce. So I don't think the answer is find more people and just hope that, you know, you throw all the spaghetti at the wall and something comes back to you. I think that intentionally building the relationship that you want with a handful of people who really fit the profile will produce results as a, as a, because you're putting the attention on it. So what I've done is I've, I've picked my dream team. I've said, okay, who's, who's, who's working with the same kinds of clients I want to work with, who's, who's driven in sales. And I think that's a really important piece. Yes. Because in a lot of these organizations, my experience was there were people who were very senior, both in age and career, <laughs> um, who were in, in these organizations because it was PR. They wanted, they wanted their firms to be known, but they weren't building revenue anymore. They were at the tail end. They, you know, they'd be selling their, their, their CPA firm or their law firm in a couple of years. They weren't trying to attract a lot of new business. They were really there for PR. Those people aren't as hungry as the people that I want to do business with. So I think it's really important to find people who are sort of at the same stage of wanting to attract clients. Um, because they're going to be, in my opinion, more creative and more open to ideas, to, to workshopping ideas for how to get in front of each other's clients. So having the same kind of conversations with the same kinds of clients and, and hungry and willing to, to really sit down and, and figure out what can I offer to your clients right now? that could be of value to them and how do we get that in front of them so in my masterminds we not only meet once a month to have conversations about revenue about sales about marketing about how we're building our business about the challenges we're running into but we get paired up with another member each month and we are tasked with engaging in an activity that i call networking with intention and there's a lot of different things that that fall under that that description but it could be as simple as, hey, hey, Ursula, you have a new, a new, um, you're, a, you're a CPA and you have a take on the, the payroll protection program loans that are out right now that uh, you, you have a resource for that or a flyer for that that easily explains how to access that. Um, and, and you work specifically with um, companies that have 50 or more employees I've got a, a list of my clients that satisfy that, that, that description. Let me put an email together, introduce you to those clients, attach the flyer that you created and offer to set up a, a meeting so that, so that you two can have a conversation that gets you in front of the people you want to be in front of through a warm introduction for me that I offer to facilitate and those are the kinds of activities I think aren't happening at most networking events. The, the most I've seen is there may be a few people who band together and say, 
wow, we, we probably have a lot of referral opportunities. Let's get together for coffee and see what we can come up with. And let's invite Jim because Jim, Jim does something similar. And so he probably has some ideas too. And, and you get together for coffee and then you go, wow, this, this could really be something. Let's meet every two weeks to do this. And you put it on the schedule. And then a couple weeks later, Jim can't make it. And then the whole thing falls apart. And without a commitment and accountability, and accountability is both time and money to me. So the, yeah. there's, a, there's a membership fee for participating in the mastermind. So people are committed. Um, I, I think those are the things that make it successful. And there, there's a lot to that. Sure. I have tried and tested this now. And I am a, a, a firm believer in the, the value that putting all of these things together into one mastermind creates. Fabulous. Thank you for sharing that. And in a moment, I know some people are wondering, how can I play in a mastermind like this? Before we get there, though, I just want to summarize what you said, because for everyone who's listening, like it's really about networking with intention. And Amy used the word handful. It's a handful of people. It's not hundreds. It's not even 20 something. It's a handful of people that you surround yourself with where you intentionally build a relationship to grow sales, to grow revenue together. And, um, I love that you share that, you know, you really want to be in the same stage of business and also be grow, have a growth mindset. Like you want to grow your business right now. You it's important. Like this isn't a hobby for you. And if it's a hobby, that's, that's fine. Like some, some of our listeners that, you know, it's part-time, I get it. Um, but if you're, it, you want to find people who are in that stage as well, because then there's a certain expectation of how much business you're going to refer back and forth. If you're growing a seven figure business right now, you got to be with people who are growing seven figure business or multi seven figure business. Like you got to be at the same stage. We get requests often for people who want to partner and sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't. So, you know, most people want to partner with businesses who are about the same size, working on the same things in the same stage. And it's not like, don't get offended if you ask someone to partner and they say, no, that's not a right fit because if it's not a right fit, it's not going to work anyway. Like you have to like be in this together. And then you also shared the part about like being intentional in how you work together and sending that warm introduction. And it's an intentional introduction. It's, it's a warm um, introduction to the community, but you know, of people that they might be in, but then it might be even more intentional where they're sending one email at a time to say, Hey, I want you to meet Amy. She's got this great networking group. She's got this mastermind. You've been talking about looking for something like this. Go check it out. Right. Like that level. Or I send an email for the two of you to get together and talk. Like it's that intentional of a handoff in business. And what's interesting is that I think when you give a lot of referrals, they don't always come back from the people you give to. They do though, when you have this kind of um, relationship set up. So then it's like this very reciprocal thing. So, and the accountability piece, like we see each other regularly. I'm sure in your masterminds, you see them regularly, you pair off, you really support each other. So Amy, we could talk forever. We're running out of time, but I want you to share with the community. How can they learn more from you? What do you have for them today? Sure. So I have a private uh, Facebook group called Align Women. It's all one word, A-L-I-G-N-W-O-M-E-N. If you search in Facebook, uh, you will find it in the group section. Uh, that is a community right now of about 800 women all over the world um, who are um, many of them in professional services, many of them building their businesses, uh, and many of them engaged in high-level conversations about the challenges that we're running into, um, 
the sales strategies um, and, and, and also networking and referrals. We have people who come in the group and say, hey, I'm looking for a person who does this in this area. Does anybody know anybody? Um, and it, it's been wonderful to see this community grow. Uh, I mentioned that I have started the, uh, I'm, I'm now filling the next cycle of Align Women Masterminds. So there are two of those. They start in June. Um, one is focused on women selling business to business and the other is focused on women selling business to consumer. Uh, I, I did mention that these are specifically for women in Southern California. And while that probably eliminates a lot of people who are listening right now and think that this sounds like an interesting opportunity. The, the geography is really important. And I proved that in the first cycle by having some people in my first cycle who were not in a shared geography. And it, it ultimately didn't work because while right now we're working very virtually, our clients are all in the same place. And we want the opportunity to be able to take each other on client meetings and also include each other when one of us is speaking, um, when one of us is going to a networking event, when one of us has an event that the others can sponsor. So for now, the geography continues to be important because that's another commonality that makes the referrals more successful. So if you are a woman in uh, professional services, either B2B or B2C in Southern California, and you think that this is something that you would like to, uh, to consider, I have a prospective member application and you can reach out to me either uh, via the Facebook group or LinkedIn, I'm easy to find, or you can email me amy at alignwomen.org and I am happy to have a chat with you. Also, uh, ultimately the vision for Align Women is to have other women who wanna lead their own Align Women masterminds in other places in the country uh, and they don't have to be B2B or B2C or related to insurance or any of those things. The idea is you get to take the template and build your own dream team of networking partners. And the template includes how to run the meetings, topics for the meetings. It's a 12 month process. Uh, a lot of the, the, the back end and the mentorship for me and becoming a leader of your own Align Women group. So that's the, the big picture vision for the organization. That's fantastic. So the easiest thing is to go to Facebook and join the Align Women networking group. And then you can also email. So amy at alignwomen.org. It's amy at alignwomen. So I want to make sure I got it right. Amy at alignwomen.org. Just reach out to her. And I'm glad you answered the question of, well, I don't live in Southern California. Can I still have a group? And the answer is yes. And you'll support them in that and you'll help them figure it out. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of activity happening in Align Women. So go there and play. It's a great place to network. And it's a place where people are doing business together. And we all need to be doing more business together right now. So Amy, thank you so much for being here. Everyone, Amy Evans, this was awesome. I know people took a lot of notes. We wish you so much success. And thank you for bringing me and my community into your community. Absolutely. It is a, it is a natural fit. And I, I am so excited to know you. And I am I'm so excited that you are, are helping people uh, figure out how to sell in this challenging time because... We, we all have important things to offer yes. and, uh, and, and important things that, that help people. And we need to be comfortable with doing that. And I know that you are working really hard to give people the tools to do that. 
Yeah, like I'm on fire about that. Thank you for noticing because it is just time. Like we got a lot of people are buying. I was just at, you know, the, the local gardening center and I couldn't even get my car parked. And, you know, there's there's money flying around. We just have to remember that and allow some to come into us. So Amy, thanks again. And our listeners all over the world, we adore you. We love getting emails from you. Email us at contact at salescoachnow.com if there's a topic you want, if there's anything we can do for you. Or as Amy was talking about, if you want to come out and play at a virtual sales camp, we would love to have you. We'd love to support you. And it's virtual, so you can live anywhere in the world. The time zone thing might be a little interesting, but we'd love to. <laughs> All right, that's it for now. Thanks, everybody. And make this your most epic month yet. Thanks for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tune in next week. And until then, we'd appreciate your review on iTunes.